edit this out. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Prestige-ish Media Podcast. In this episode, we will be covering Season 3, Episode 9 of Only Murders in the Building. The episode is 30. I am your host, Craig Lake. I will be co-hosting this episode with Jessica Z. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Prestige-ish Media. You can find us on X at Prestige underscore ish. You can find me at Real Real Batman on both. And you can find Jessica C at Jobless Dog Mom on Instagram. Please note we will have spoilers for every episode in Only Murders in the Building up to Season 3, Episode 9. And we will be speculating an awful lot about the finale in future episodes and seasons. So please note that. And with all that said, here's the episode and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Prestige-ish Media Podcast. My name is Craig Lake. I'm here with Jessica Z. Jessica Z, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Craig. How are you? I am fantastic. Are you still jobless and still a dog mom? Uh, Yeah, actually. Maxwell just, he had his 15th birthday, what, a couple weeks ago. We had his wellness visit this week. And all of his tests, his poop test, blood test, and then that Lyme Lyme's disease and two other tick-borne illnesses uh, that they don't say that they test for. One is Ehrlichia. I promise you that. Um, I know because my dog's had Ehrlichia and it's terrible. Like probably Lyme not disease. that. But um, well, maybe not because you're not in Florida. So if you were in Florida, it definitely would be Ehrlichia. I just like but, to argue what you say. Well, we are definitely off to a good start. So this episode, we could go back to Scott Peterson. Uh, this episode. It was directed by Shireen Dabbas again. She is the one who directed the Cobra episode. She directed episodes month, multiple seasons. So I thought once again, this episode was very familiar and I liked it as well. How did you feel about this episode? It was a great episode. Something else that I kind of noticed as well. I know this is your favorite part when I cover the writers, but you know, Steve Martin and John Hoffman, again, they're basically credited on every episode. But I noticed specifically with this episode, I thought the dialogue was really good. It was like really sharp early. Every joke didn't land, but it was more like, I don't know. It was just more what I like to see out of the show. How'd you feel about the opening scene though? What part of the opening scene? With Mabel and her fake pregnancy? Yeah. That the podcast birth, I feel was a little Steve Martin-y. But once you transitioned out of that opening scene and once they started bantering with each other in real time, I actually like noticeably was like, I'm curious who wrote this dialogue because I felt it was really sharp dialogue. Well, anyway, it was Elaine Co., which I have no clue who she is, but she was a writer on 52 episodes of Modern Family and 21 episodes of Family Guy. So it totally makes sense that she has a lot of probably good witty dialogue. Yes. Writing experience. Modern Family was really good. I have not watched a ton. I've seen some clips and stuff, but I do think of what I've seen of it is is pretty well written. And especially older Family Guy stuff was really well written. So I thought she did a good job. What what do you give this episode out of 10? Eight. I just thought the opening was just kind of weird. Unnecessary. Yeah, I, well, and maybe nine. My, I don't know. I feel like the acting was good. Everything. Well, the, the 
the only part I didn't was I felt like they drug the cookie part out at the end. Like they really walked no, you around the barn. Important. No, I get it. But I just feel like they just were so slow in that reveal. And I did think the dip dialogue with Oliver at the end was a little like well, I wasn't. As... Whose who's interview are they basing the Cliff bringing the cookies thing off of? Was it Cliff? I mean, Cliff said that in his interview, but Cliff didn't know. I mean, we're getting into it a little bit early for anyone listening, but Cliff didn't know that his mom probably poisoned him more than likely based on what they showed. So it it, it was no yeah, consequence like, to they him. They don't that know that because no one actually said that. They're just imagining it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it totally could be they were in cahoots, but based on what the story's showing us, which I'm kind of believing that's what happened. It could have been anyone's though. Well... Howard. Do we want to do theories now? Okay, so what are what's your latest theory I don't, right now? I don't think that Ben was the intended target because he was on a fast. So I maybe like Dickie knew about his fast or something and was trying to poison someone else. So I definitely think it was Donna, the way it was shown. I don't know. But I do I think, think the this. only thing she did... Now, I think the only, well, maybe she killed him later, but I think the only thing she was talking about when she's, you'll do anything for your kid or whatever, I think she was just talking about paying off the critic or something. No, I think she did that part. What I think we're going to find out in the last episode is that somebody else still did the second murder. And I don't think Dickie or Loretta are off the hook yet. And I don't think they're off the hook specifically because- Dickie did. No, he didn't. I think it's possible he did, but I think what we're going to find is that it's kind of what we saw in the last episode is that when Donna fake killed him, the relief for Dickie, it was either Dickie was so relieved that he had felt, felt he had to kill him because he had to just get away from him, or maybe Loretta did it, you know, once again, just her protecting Dickie. But I think what's going to be tragic, probably what would be the most tragic would be if obviously Loretta says she doesn't do it either because she did or didn't she's trying to protect dickie and yeah. then and then they find out donna did the first one but not the second one and then loretta or dickie are going to end up getting fingered so she will have either not given herself up to get somebody like dickie convicted or she will have not given herself up and end up back in there again because she ultimately did did do the murder so i think it's one of those two and i do still think tauber is going to be in bed maybe not literally but figuratively with cinda canning i think that's where we're headed but we'll see excited right. for next week oh my god so much riding on this i definitely am you know it's just a shame that the whole to me the whole season hasn't been as good as these last few episodes i feel like if they would have done the first they could have killed two episodes out of the season and it probably the would have been a would have been a little tighter. Yeah, right around in there. They they could have cut those middle, like episodes three through six, they could have cut down to two episodes, I feel like. And the, and the season might have been a little tighter. But it's, it's you know, I, I guess the point of all that is it's, I'm, I'm a little bummed to see it end when I'm starting to enjoy it a little bit more. But it's time. It's time for us to figure out what happened. So you were not a fan of the Mabel birthing scene of the... I just thought it was pick ass triplets. 
Too weird. They never do like weird shit like that on the show, do they? They do. If you remember the first season, remember like Charles would always see that mascot. It, yeah, it's, I mean, it's his writing. As soon as I saw it, I thought Steve Martin and I also thought that you would hate it. So that's where we are. Did you think that the Mabel, like when I was 10, I thought I'd be married to Josh Harnett, have two kids and be driving a Honda Odyssey. Did you think any of that was funny? Just the concept. Did you ever play MASH as a kid? I bet she really did because she was famous when she did that. So she probably did think she had a shot with a famous person. In MASH, you just, it picks it for you, right? Oh, Isn't yeah, that yeah, how yeah, it works? yeah. So I think she just, she got what she wanted on one or two of them, but she got the shitty Honda Odyssey. That, that would shitty. be my guess. It's not shitty. Well, it's just, I mean, you don't really see celebrities driving them. I mean, it's no pilot. I'll say that. That's another Honda. Oh, I know. Honda Passport, <laughs> Civic, Accord. But we I'll all, all of them. We all know the greatest is the Honda Element. Gorgeous. So, are you joking or being serious? Oh, it's even better than what is that? Like the Ford edge what was it flex i think it was the flex oh, okay yeah yeah yeah. but i do think there might have been an edge but i think you're talking about the flex yeah because but... i or drive a flex for a month and he said he'd wear the thong i think the honda element is an underrated vehicle oh i'm sorry you're wrong so selena gomez i did have one i got like ah. off the lot well here's the thing you could remove the seats you could wash down the back. Like you could like, name. they have a back camper you could put on it. At the time, I was thinking I was going to, you know, go you to the mountains in it. Well, one thing that I did too is you could make like a bed in the back and go to the drive-in. Did I you mean, do that? I did do that a couple of times. Did yeah. you do that in your Honda Element? I did. Eat shit. I'm, dude, I can't <laughs> believe you had one. I'm going to quit. I'm well, <laughs> the funny thing is you can listen to me i'm not listening to you <laughs> the funny thing that i will say is i actually thought it was going to be a cool car before it ever came out like i had one of the first deposits on it and i was like 18 or 19 i don't know but i thought like maybe some girls would think it was cool and the only guys who had come up with to me were like 40 or 50 year old men and they were like oh that's pretty cool like where did you get it how do i get one so was not as cool as I thought it was going to be. I'm sorry. That box you drove around wasn't hot shit. Uh, it was uh, like, I still would get one. I I think it's a good vehicle to take camping. Not a so Subaru ma- Outback uh, has one. Yeah, that's true. So Mabel gives birth to the podcast, Triplets, if you will. Which um, what Triplets did it. And we woke up in the hospital with Oliver. He had a stint put in his creaky artery. Mabel was kind of worried about him leaving the hospital this soon. I think it had been five days. Any thoughts on that scene with them all in the hospital? I'm just shocked that they kept him for five days. I feel like in America, like you have a heart attack. They get you in, they get, I don't know, you're usually done with it. And then they're like, okay, you have to leave by tomorrow. We need this bed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I did think it was like kind of endearing that Mabel was so concerned with him. Did a full 180. Yeah. And that's why I think earlier in the season, like there's just sometimes, you know, some of it doesn't feel in character. 
yeah where did yeah i mean they tried to tell the story of why it would happen but it just seemed a little extreme earlier in the season for sure oh i did want to say one other thing shireen dabis is famed asl director but no asl episode no no asl this episode so anyway she does it all I thought it was funny when Oliver was telling Charles that he was obsessed with him. That might have been a Yellow Jackets quote too, but I digress. They kind of figure out that admitted to the murder to protect her son. Any thoughts on Charles' jokes about her being in jail? She says, I wonder if she she shaved his head and is getting all jacked. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, that was funny. And those are where I think that's Steve Martin type stuff too. And there's places he lands and then there's places he's just way out there. Oliver calls her the love of his life. And Mabel says, I thought you were he's just hooking up. So, he's overacting a bit in this episode. I feel like overwritten. I don't know. Well, in but to be fair, the character is kind of a drama queen to begin it with. And so writing, but like when he goes into the courtroom... Yeah, we'll get and, to that at the end. It was well, weird. it was in, it was interesting the way it played out. I mean, it definitely wasn't a realistic play out. But I had heard one <laughs> time, like on what's it called, like coast to coast with all the ghost stories and the alien stories and the paranormal stories. When so, I had heard a co-host say one time that the way he's coached when he does the show is to like accept the premise. So if somebody says, "Oh, I saw this ghost," or "Oh, I saw this alien," you just kind of entertain the premise of what they're saying. So that's kind of how I approach that scene. Like the scene didn't look real realistic to me, but I just kind of entertained the premise they were giving us. But yeah, it was a little weird. Mabel said she thought they were just hooking up. And then he was like talking about what he was hooking her up left and right and up and down, or I forget what he said. Did you like that better than when he was putting his inkwell in the honey pots or whatever he was doing? Which of the two? (laughs) Dipping his quill in the ink or whatever. Which of the two descriptors do you prefer him talking about? The hooking up thing was funny. And actually, this is like where I have a note here. Dialogue is good early. So they kind of figure out if she's doing that to protect him, then Loretta thinks he's guilty. Why does she think he's guilty? The hanky stuff comes back. I did think the besties are back thing was funny. Did you not like the besties are back as much? I don't know. It's just. It's weird. But has I she think... ever called them her besties? Well, here he's just telling her to say it. And then later on, she does actually say it. I don't know specifically. I think I just, I like these three characters when they get along better than when they're at odds. Like yes, I get they're, at- they're trying to build tension when they pull them apart, but it's just a lot more fun when it's all three of them together, regardless of how ridiculous some of the dialogue is. The intro is it takes two to tango, but three to solve a murder. They're going to go question Dickie without spilling the beans on the fact that Loretta's his mother. Yeah. That's- that's when the mail arrives. Isn't it more Smackery's cookies in the fucking mail? It's from, it- so here, yeah, this is where I just said, I think they beat, they beat, they, they barely mentioned it all season, which I like. And then they beat this dead horse all day. So Donna sent Smackery's cookies to Charles. I don't think this is going to happen, but it would be funny if she's poisoning him too. Yeah, like he's episode butchering seven, the show. they came back or something. And then it yeah, was like just Smackery's, Smackery's, Smackery's. Yeah, I mean, they definitely rammed it home this episode. So Donna sent Miss Macri's cookies. Joy's wedding dress came in the mail. What did you think about the fact that Joy's mom and dad are still alive? 
allegedly with her childhood dog, but that's I've gotta just, be like an urn or something. I thought it was very clear that people don't die around Joy because she's not a killer. She breathes life into the room, actually. She's a she's a great girl. She didn't do it. It's all the Karma Sutra is keeping her aging her well. So they confront Dickie. They said, we know he stole Cobro from you. We did find out that he covered up the blood work because he thought other stuff would be in his system, allegedly. Yes. So they start asking where he was when he pushed Ben or when he pushed when Ben was pushed to his death. He said that he got wasted, put on Ben's Cobro suit and went looking for drugs and whores. Specifically, it snitches get stitches where he has, he'd go to have sex with his five horse, Trixie Marigold, Emerald Dot, and was it Maymay, I think? Yeah. And so, allegedly, Dickie was outside screaming for them to bring him five whores and a dog peed on him. Do you believe that he really was there? So, yeah. to, to believe he's there, you have to believe that... He didn't kill him. And also... <laughs> That Ben would just tell him he was going to see whores when he was going to sell with these ladies, probably. That's the, is that the assumption? And so he just didn't know. Maybe he would say my girls or something. And Dickie just took that as prostitutes. I will say something that brings Taubert back. Something that brings Taubert back into play for the murder. We're led to believe that Ben was doing drugs. And we find out in this episode that he wasn't doing drugs. And this wasn't, in fact, where he got drugs and whores, but he was in a sewing club to avoid the drugs. So remember when we, what was the guy's name? Mr. C or who was the drug Dr. guy? Dr. C, yeah. So Dr. C allegedly was delivering him drugs. And that's why we thought Dickie was like hiding the blood test. But if he wasn't doing drugs, maybe Dickie still thought he was or doing drugs. Is that possible? That would seem weird. Because he's saying he covered up the blood work because he was worried of what else would be found. Well, maybe he, Dickie just assumed that he still was and that's where he was because he was unable to find him, wouldn't tell him what he was doing and stuff on Thursdays. Because, I mean, he could still be taking, like, some of the Dr. C cocktail, but I would think an amphetamine would be a drug at that point if you're taking it from a scrupulous doctor. Right. Right. Correct. So, but it's got to be like, it's got to be like ice, Tina. So, so I guess the question is where it, something's got to be going on with that drug situation because Taubert specifically mentions it. Like it it was was, fact. Was Taubert mad after the camera scene? And then is that why he ended up killing him later and or tied to the podcast? What if it wasn't rat poison? It was rat poison. Taubert got his usual co- or dicky or top maybe dicky got his usual cocktail of shit for him assuming that he's been on drugs this whole time and he made him overdose i think we have to kind of believe the premise of this episode as much as you don't want to believe how right i am because i i think there's literally nothing telling them that someone put rat poison in it other than mabel finding a box well, it was in the office. You trust That's where her opinion more than mine. I trust her opinion on wedding dresses more than yours for sure. But self-selection. Well, <laughs> that was Joy's wedding dress. That's just another great quality of Joy. 
Joy definitely would not have worn it the same way. I'll say that. Uh, worn it better. I'm a good God. So no, I mean, I really think, I really think we have to kind of believe the premise of Donna in the office with the shredder and the arsenic. I'm sorry, but also I will give you that they showed it to us like it would to pull that from us last episode. But it was in their heads. They were they were well, trying to piece things together, and they're like, "This could have happened." So you're saying you still don't believe me that Donna's the poisoner? You still don't believe me about the arsenic? Correct. And and you still don't believe me that he wrote on the mirror, "Fucking." He did himself. write on the mirror. You, <laughs> win, you can have that one. Okay, two truths and a lie. I don't believe you about the first. <laughs> So you're going to make me wait a whole other episode for you to tell me that I was right about those two things, but you will give me the lipstick now. Oh, you're going to be so sad when I'm right. So how are those things not true, but the lipstick is? Actually, shit. Yeah, they don't know if he did that, but we do know he was with the cookies. Did he eat the cookie or no? He ate the cookie, bro. This was... You won't even take your wins. Like, you were definitely first up on the cookie theory, and you were right. No. He didn't eat the cookie. Oh, God. Dickie put the drugs from Dr. C into his fucking shake, his protein Uh, shake, and then told Loretta what he did. He was, like, crying to Loretta. Oh, my God. I put this shit in his protein shake, and he overdosed. So your contention is that in the last episode, we're going to find out everything they revealed in this episode is actually not what happened. and We'll find the real reveal of the sequence of events. Yeah. Okay. We will see. Let's... They don't show you who does shit on episode nine. They wait till episode can 10. I, can I tell you why they do, though? They show it now because they're telling us Donna's the murderer. And she is the first fake murderer, but they haven't revealed the real murder because even though she poisoned him, she didn't murder him. She's poisoned him. <laughs> She's an attempted murderer. But in the next episode, you're gonna find out who the real murderer is. That's probably the red or dicky. Why do you, why did the her. imaginary cookie have a J on it? It was for Joe. Joe Mama. <laughs> Got him. No, it was for Jonathan. <laughs> Howard poisoned him because he caught him hooking up with Cliff. Caught you in 1080p. So they assemble together with a ladder. And Charles is going to cry because there's an argument over whether crying or ladders get you in anywhere. Do you think either ladders or crying get you in anywhere? No, it doesn't work. Charles explains that no one says no to a crying man. He was crying in Brazos episode Maybe. No, actually that happened today. Some guy stopped on his bike and was asking about the twins and the stroller. And he's like asking how old and like then he's all happen. He's like they grow up so fast. He literally starts dabbing tears from his eyes. And is like he goes feels like just yesterday I was bringing home my little girl. And I'm thinking like something must have happened because he's like super emotional and he's like she's 41 now. And that's just it. She's just living her life as a 41 year old. And I'm like I I have to go. My babies are fussing. He was probably going to murder you. That's he's trying, you know, he, he thinks he can get in anywhere with some tears. <laughs> he watched this episode. Only a letter so, works on this girl. 
They won't let him go in the back. Charles's crying is so bad that they finally think he's going to the bathroom. So then he easily lets him in the back when he wouldn't before, but I'll accept the premise. Oliver immediately says, you're the five whores to the five older ladies in the back. What did you think about the reveal that it was like five older ladies or the five whores? So funny and not predictable. I mean, I definitely thought it was too obvious. What was the name of the place? Snitches get stitches. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. In general, the whole thing, I think, was pretty well done. So apparently Ben Glenroy was in a sewing circle with them. That's what kept him off street drugs. They sewed hankies and ran lines. And he finished all those hankies just in time. Any thoughts on Ben and his five whores? Did it change your opinions so of Ben at all? Sweet, but also, if we're supposed to believe everything they showed us, Cliff said that those five ladies hadn't shown up yet and there was traffic from some government thing that was going on. Right. But then when they said, when was the last time you saw him, the ladies were there. So did Cliff take, their, take away Thanks. their front seats because he wanted to shoot him with poison well, from the front? Th- they did see shoot him with poison. So they did say that they saw him the night of the show, I thought. But I mean, he, they did get that voicemail when they were running late, you know, because we know we know he got there a half hour before the show, allegedly. That or seems like weird. 28 minutes before. The show. It does not seem like enough time. <laughs> no, maybe like they mean because I can't remember they said before curtain maybe curtains when they open the doors versus curtain of the stage no I feel like it's the stage seemed a little weird to me for sure timeline wise that that way but they said he was so excited for us to see the show Oliver ends up getting their ladder and apologizes for calling them whores at which point who was it that said that she used to be one I think I got it at the end of the episode but anyway yeah, I think, it. well, it makes most sense for multiple reasons. But yeah, I think it maybe was her. But anyway, so we find out that Ben arrived late. This is where we start going through the interrogation tapes. KT really is kind of a bitch, huh? Oh, yeah. Just always super big pain in the ass. We find out Ben was late with these gifts in hand, the hankies. Cliff says, I saw Ben after KT yelled at him. And then this is where we see the smackeries in his hand, which my note was definitely poison, but apparently maybe not yet, or maybe not at all, if you were to believe Jessica Z. I'm right. Ben was fasting. And then we see Loretta encouraging Dickie to leave Ben. Dickie had stress hives, which he called Benny Bites. He had a list of bullet points that he was supposed to deliver, wanting to quit, basically. Ben ripped the letter out of Dickie's hands. And so that's kind of how he found out that that Dickie wanted to leave. Do you believe that that happened? And did you feel bad for Ben finding out that way that that's how Dickie wanted to quit? I don't think that he found out Dickie wanted to quit. I think he, does he have a mom? Is his mom still in the picture? They have the same mom. I think so, but I don't know. I think that he like called or something and was like, talking about the play and or the mom saw it or something and was like that's dickie's real mom and so ben knew and he was like loretta get the fuck away from my family your dickie is you know 
don't take them away from me. Well, they thought about that. Whether it is from the letter or the imaginary call, either way, it's like upsetting to Ben. So that's kind of where we know why he gets lonely at the end specifically. It was funny when in, in the premise of the letter, when he said, it's not Loretta, it's you see bullet point four. I thought that was pretty funny. He said, Ben said, you're a lousy manager anyway. And then at some point he said he was no bro because you don't have a brother yeah. anymore, which I thought that was funny. We see Howard trying to still figure out what was going on with the shredder. Howard telling the detectives that he heard the shredder. And then this is where we see, I do think with Loretta pretty consistently on this show, there's this tone of her lines in the play being similar to how she feels about Dickie. And so as they're reciting the lines, you know, Loretta is almost reciting them like she's trying to protect Dickie. And then obviously Ben gets caught up in the moment and grabs them. I think the quote to Charles was stay out of it, fuck bag, when Charles punched yeah. Ben, which that's okay. still a pretty shocking scene. And then Charles that... is like, can you put down that I did it with good reason and that I was <laughs> protecting her or whatever? But Ben was walking away, so all he had to do was like actually stay out of it, and he would have just walked away. And it's not like he was in. It's not like he stopped him from attacking her or something. He just punched him in the aftermath. Well, we needed the punch so that Joy could touch up the lipstick, so that so our, that like, you could blame her for being a killer. <laughs> <gasps> do you think the lipstick was poisoned? No, I think that he ate freaking cookie from Donna for sure. Oh no, Joe poisoned them. So we were right. Donna saw Ben and Cliff with the cookies, and she said, "I won't let you fail, sweetie." So I don't know at what point that came in, but I think that's that's what we're led to believe is part of the turn from Donna. And we did already see last episode their sons. I thought maybe they were shredding insurance documents because we still don't know who that state farm guy is, but it appears they were, well, I think we know now that they were shredding the review. So I thought that was impressive from you for last week. Like you mentioned the reviewer and that coming more into play. And And I said that they were shredding the review. But I do think you also said she was the murderer, but. Okay, we don't know if she is or not, but they were definitely (laughs) shredding the review. Didn't I say that? Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. I am. And I am giving you your credit this week. I'm not going to wait till next week to give it to you that they were shredding the the review. So you were definitely Dude, right. Cliff has to be involved with the murder because why else is he so athletic? Fucking knew you were going to say. I what? I can't knew. get over it. I can't get over it. Oh, my God. I've been, I said parkour like four times today. I knew you were going to say. I stepped over the baby gate so and I was like, parkour. Do you think about Cliff whenever you do it? Yes. So Charles is putting all this together and he was like, it was really Ben who needed a hanky to cry into. And Charles tries to fake cry again and still can't. I kind of feel like they're kind of writing to sort of make us question if it was suicide. They made him sound very sad, pathetic and lonely. Well, I think it's just the, you know, the... Specifically with the cookie, I think that's how they're explaining that. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. I, I can, I can absorb what you're saying. I don't think that's going to be the outcome, but I can understand why you're no, pitching Cliff was that. Involved, so mm. probably a suicide, and then Cliff had his Cliff put his body there 
his athletic body. What did you think about the inference that Joy is now dating Scott Bakula? Hate it. She moved on too fast. Dude, she was single for what, 400 years? And then all of a sudden she needs to rebound like crazy fast. Who moves on faster, Joy or Mabel? Mabel. So we find out that Mabel still doesn't have a place to live. This is where we found out about 10-year-old Mabel playing MASH. Don't you worry. Mabel's got a bed to sleep in. Yes, she does. So it is her 30th birthday, and she says there's no way I'd rather spend it. So this is where we kind of see the full turn from her this episode where she's really enjoying her time with the guys, right? Yeah. Her, Her besties, as she always calls them. So... They ask what 10-year-old Mabel would think about how she is now. And she says that she would be horrified, but she also shopped at Wet Seal. So basically, she didn't know anything. Were you ever a Wet Seal shopper? I had a sweatshirt from there. What other stores did you frequent? American Eagle. And And kids still shop there. They still have a freaking hold on the high schoolers. How crazy is that? It must be like a you probably raw, shop there too. It must be a raw dog Chester thing. I wasn't an American Eagle fan when I was dating Satan one. I think she made me like buy a few things from there, but as soon as I broke up with her, it never happened. You again. went back to buckle. Yeah, Howard comes in. He, I did, I did think it was a funny way to do it. Once again, not believable. But Howard couldn't read the note that he put together from the shredder, so he wanted them to read it because he was like had blurry vision or whatever. So we found out that it was the review was what was shredded. And we found out that the review says that Ben was the weak link of the show. So when you heard that, you didn't think, oh, it was definitely Donna. It was Cliff. He's a man. He took that into his own hands. Is he so athletic? Yes. It's literally that plays into it. If it doesn't, I I don't know a good bet to make, but Will you admit? Will you admit your obsession with him being athletic was a little creepy? It's not misplaced. It's real. Um, It's going to be a thing. So if Cliff is not the murderer because he's athletic, will you close the last episode of this season by reading all the rights that I had this season? Like yeah, the full, the I'll full go back list. and listen. So I thought Oliver coming in with his the dip with a candle was cute for Mabel. What did you think about the dip cake? I like to see Oliver back reunited with his dip. And I thought it was like cute that they tried to do something for Mabel because yeah. they didn't know it was her birthday. And I guess this was part of it as we found out. Like they could have dashed a cake, but it's fine. We found out during the scene that it really was Mabel's birthday. We see the vision of you know mabel's piecing this together after hearing oliver talk to the dips that donna put a cookie on ben's in on or in ben's dressing room ben turned off the camera he ate the cookie i mean you do believe this that the whole time you've been saying he was talking to the cookie he was talking to the cookie it was a smackery's cookie Yes. You do not believe that we see here that he wrote on the mirror in the lipstick that he was a pig. You do not believe that. Well, I don't know because it's even when he was doing that, I was like, wow, he has a really neat handwriting. But you know who would have? Did KT ever work in set design? (gasps) She's got a steady hand. I don't want to think about KT's steady hand. Thank you. I thought you wanted to be in a full hand relationship with her. Was it her in the 
FM. No, wasn't it? Wait, who was it? I forget. Oh, well. Yeah, but it was a hand only. So in the show, you know, in this, how they're piecing this story together, Donna got a copy of the review. She needed to protect her son's production. If this didn't succeed, her son would be in trouble. She used the arsenic that was in KT's office. She gave, told Ben to go to his dressing room, be nice to Ben and do whatever it takes to get your ass on stage. And then we're led to believe she preset that cookie in there. So now that they've pieced this together, they have to get Loretta free before she confesses to the murder in court, I guess, at her arraignment. Or at least stop her from doing it. So they decide that nobody stops a bride and Selena Gomez and one of the more iconic scenes of modern day cinema puts on that wedding dress and jiggles her way to the taxi. Any thoughts on her and the wedding dress? I don't think... Oh, Selena Gomez looked phenomenal in the wedding dress. True. That's the best best she's looked all season. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, to be fair to me, this whole season talking about her cleavage, I didn't know that Selena Gomez really had boobs until just these last few months. So I need a few months to kind of process all this. And then I'll, you know, if if they make it to a season four, I promise to be less horny. She was talking about her with her two besties doing wedding stuff. I think that's probably the bestie line that actually bothered you the most. I did think it was funny when... Charles said that he was the fa- they were the fathers of the bride, obviously, you know, from him being in father Great of the cover. bride. Well, and he was in the movie. Oh, uh, was the bride. I never saw it. So that was. I only I think, saw Cheaper by the Dozen. Yeah, I think so. I didn't see Cheaper by the Dozen. I recently saw Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And you hate it? I thought you were shitting on it. Did you finally decide you like it? Because it is good. No, I saw it. It wasn't phenomenal i thought who was it john candy was better than he was well of course john candy is definitely better than him they get into the courtroom um oliver tells loretta that she looks good in orange we know who married ben they see loretta in the courtroom oliver says fuckity fuck that's kind of the the finale of the episode so first things first Closing out this episode, going into the last uh, episode, you said you were excited already. Any final thoughts, predictions, thoughts going into the final episode? They're going to kill Cinda Canning. She would be a good candidate for next season, but I don't think maybe at the end of the next episode, we're going to see her dead. I don't, I don't think it could be anyone else that lives in the building. What if it was like Cinda Canning moved into the Cobra suite and I don't, I don't see it someone living there though he releases the podcast jumping her on the murder because she got info from tauber and then cinda canning's dead and everybody thinks it's bloody mabel because she jumped her on the podcast or mm, she's been framed too much if it is i'll tell you this i got one for you because they've already announced you're saying they did announce season four yeah so we're probably gonna find out which one of the olds dies at the end of this season and that's what we'll set up next season so all yeah. next season will be up till their death like someone's dying next episode one of the three main characters you think steve I'm martin asking. since he will stay on as a writer because i don't see them getting rid of either one 
Well, no, because they're they're it's gonna be them for the whole season and how they died, just like it was with Ben. Ben's been in the whole season, even though he's dead. Well, oh, true. Well, they can't really do it. Well, they could do a time jump and then the death again, and then they could lead us in from the time jump to the murder and then the solving of the murder. That would be how they would do it. But it would be like less less prominent of that member. So I think if anyone they'll kill Mabel. Still don't think it would be weird if they did. Why? But I, could under- I feel like she's got better shit to do. I'm sticking. I'm sticking by this. Remember, I said that I thought she was gonna be the murderer just because she wants to like be written off the show. Maybe you did say that they're gonna kill her so that she can like. She's. It will be funny. It would be funny if you get every prediction wrong the whole season and that's the one that you get right. <laughs> I didn't I didn't get ones wrong this whole season. You got the cookies right and you got the I was half review. right about Loretta being someone's mom. So I mean well, I was no, like you were I like was wrong about, about the biggest else. the most important part of it. But you I was didn't... right that she was a mother. You were right about some things that led me to accurate yeah. guesses. That is true. What else? Was, I was right about the critic letter. I was right about him talking to cookies. Those three things, yes. You were 100% right about those three I things. I was right about Cliff being involved in the murder because of his physical abilities. So close it. Close this part out. Who's your official murderer for the last episode? How is the last episode going down? Your real answer. I don't know. I don't know who killed him, but Dick but Cliff definitely put his body in that elevator shaft. Cliff is known for his appreciation of shafts, so that is possible. Thank you. Ba-dum-bum. That was a joke. And I don't know. I don't know who poisoned him. I don't think it was Donna. <laughs> so Donna definitely poisoned him the way we've already seen. And I think... How much you want to bet? That Donna poisoned him? Yeah. Uh, wager we'll find... something funny okay let's I, I don't i can't think of anything funny on air so we can do it off air oh, or remember when else. we were talking about how you broke your phone over your ex-girlfriend uh, you like one threw of it or something satan too yes you have to text her i couldn't if i'm and right I if i'm right or if i'm right that it's not donna you have do to. do i even her. have an ex that i could text i don't really yeah. have ex that satan i can too text. you're gonna do it Okay, the last person that I was talking to. Nope, not the vegan. I, no, after the vegan, the last because I can't call. Oh, it vegan. was a guy. No, no, I'll message her though. I haven't talked to her in a year. Gotta be the one that really got to you. But it doesn't mean really got to me. We just don't talk, and we're not. And I can't talk to her. You just have to message her and be like, I don't I have her let number. You know that I have herpes, and I think you should get tested. Because <laughs> who knows how long I've had this. so that is not being said to anyone but i will do this if donna is not the murderer i will i will send you a uh, lapper on your local police station i will send you a good amount of schmackeries cookies that you can wolf down in your car by yourself homemade no from somebody local most likely crumble just um, overnight cookies that, over, I want overnighted homemade cookies from the Schmackeries cook kitchen inside Craig Lake's home. I will put that under consideration, but I am not a good baker. Oh, but you seem, I, can I cook. mean, are you that worried that Donna didn't do it? 
Oh, okay. Then yeah, I'll cook you. I'll make shitty cookies. Thank um, you. Donna's definitely <laughs> the poison her, but she is not the ultimate murderer for sure. The ultimate murderer. I still think Howard could have poisoned him. I don't at this point, but it would have been a good angle. They should have done said, that. But they did say it's a woman's thing. So maybe Joy. It was Donna. And then I think either Dickie or Loretta committed the final murder. They're unrelated murders. And, there and is then a, Cliff hid the body. I could see that. There's an outside shot that it was Taubert, but I don't think it was. I think we're going to see Taubert is in cahoots with Cinda Canning. And, and we're going to find Mabel. that out when she dies next episode. Possibly. I'm not we're as convinced on that. that. I'm not as convinced as who's going to die at the end. But- Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Prestige-ish media podcast. In this episode, we are covering Season 3, Episode 9 of Only Murders in the Building. The episode title was 30. I am your host, Craig Lake. I was co-hosting this episode with Jessica Z. You can find our podcast on Instagram at Prestige-ish media. You can find us on X at Prestige underscore ish. You can find me on Instagram and X at Real Real Batman. You can find Jessica Z on Instagram at joblessdogmom. Thank you again for listening to this episode, and we look forward to you listening to the next one. And my prediction is whatever it is with Donna or Loretta, it's something that's tragic. So the mother feels bad at the end, like Dickie's going to jail and she's devastated more than likely. What are Gary Jr.'s thoughts? My son thinks that Top Bobo... KT or triplets. Timber are triplets. I'll get you your own microphone tomorrow, okay? <laughs> is that what he sees? Yeah, those are fine. Maybe he thinks it's his other brother. Oh, probably. He's confused. The third one. You recognize him from the womb? No. You like it? You have to learn how to talk if you're going to do a podcast.